Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by my two regular co-hosts, Matt. Say two, three regular co-hosts. Yeah, I was thinking who, who we kicked. <laughs> I can go if you want. <laughs> I don't need to be here. That that's how I uh, let let Bunkle down. We are joined by Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Say hello. Hello. I mean, at this point, do you really expect me to? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe one day I'll surprise you. Yeah, Mm. Cookson's birthday. Yeah. Could happen. Yeah. uh, They will be reprising their roles as Tommy Hawkins, our gunslinger rogue, Sophia Landrin, our fighter cleric, and Rogar McLeod, our paladin sorcerer. And, uh, the last last episode, I think, was a bit of a bit of a wind down, bit of a bit of exposition, bit of plot, bit of not near death experiences, which have been the norm the last few sessions. I think I could prefer the near death experiences. Well, <laughs> you're in luck. Funny you should say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, it's uh, you know, we uh, we did a little bit of chatting about the world. We uh. Got a few revelations from the Crimson Tongue, telling you all that, hey, you helped out more than you realize, spreading your uh, little center corruption everywhere around the city. And of course, Rogar helping slightly more directly at times. And yeah, you're, uh, you all got to partake in the uh, claps on the back. Good job, everyone. Uh, we'll see you at the Christmas party. Woo! Well, one of us was pleased by that. Mm-hmm. Party! Woo! <laughs> I mean, to be fair, uh, Crimson Tone Christmas party might be quite interesting. With a load of kobolds. A load of kobolds partying. Um, a lot of flayed corpses around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's b- better for Halloween, really, probably. Yeah, decorations not quite on point for Christmas. She throws the best Halloween parties. Oh, I bet. <laughs> well, that's a really realistic decoration. Wow. <laughs> it really screams at you. <laughs> it was difficult to get the batteries in there. <laughs> Whoa, too much. Mm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you guys had a bit of a chat, and you focused in on a few things that the Crimson Tongue had said, and that led to a discussion around deities. How do you become one? What? Uh, what might be going on with them, and what does Rogar know that he's not letting on? A lot. Mm. Few things. Mm. But uh, yeah, that little chat took you all the way to the village of Millshire that you were told about by the guard, the well, ex-guard Captain Emmerich, as a the closest village that could put you guys up for the night. You and your uh, civilians that are in tow, and the city guard remnants that are left over. But as you were getting closer. Tommy spotted smoke and rushed off ahead, sticking to the shadows as he does. And when he got to the edge of the forest, he saw a large building on fire. Welcome to Millshire. <laughs> and yeah, I guess nice warm gonna... welcome. Hey. <laughs> oh, that's where we're going to kick right off. So, Tommy, you uh, get to the edge of the forest and kind of ducking down behind the bushes and the general plant life and foliage. And yeah, you're just greeted with this large building in, right in front of you that is on fire. Like the roof and most of the upper floor seems to be engulfed in flames. And you can see 
one person stood outside of it, a uh, just a regular human dude, doing his best with a bucket trying to throw water up there, and it's not going well. So Tommy doesn't have the greatest recent experience with burning buildings. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming this one's not full of gunpowder, at least. So that's that's a. It plus. could be, dude. It could um, be. Welcome to Millshire, famous for our gunpowder millin. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna have a gonna just scope this guy out a little bit more, see if I can see what see what's going on with him. Is he? He obviously he's trying to put it out. I'm guessing he's probably the proprietor or um owner of this place. But I mean, I, I want to get a bit of a better view on him before I just wander up. Okay, do me a perception. Taking the lay of the land. Uh, a ten. So, bang on average. Uh, ten, yeah. So you don't get to see much of the uh, village behind him because the smoke's clouding your vision. Him, he looks like a, maybe a farmhand of some sort. He's wearing relatively ragged and soot-stained clothes. And you can see that he's bleeding from a cut on his head. Other than that, he's a non, uh, relatively nondescript. Okay. Um... Yeah, before I before I just again rush in and start chatting to him and see if he wants a hand putting the flames out, I'm I'm gonna kind of circle around and see if the rest of the village is on fire. If it's just this building, if anybody else seems to be about alive or dead, and kind of get get a bit more of the lay of the land before I reveal myself. Um, well, your vision is currently clouded by the smoke. That's why you didn't get a better view. Are you going into the village? Uh, yeah, but can I sort of stick to the Stick to the tree line as I work my way around a bit. Oh yeah, yeah, you can start circling around. Do me another stealth, just for the just for the hell of it. Hopefully, I'm fairly masked by the smoke as well. But let's see, a, a twenty, so pretty low actually for me. Mm. But uh, yeah, you seemingly successfully sneak around the edge of the village, and the building next to this one is basically burnt to the ground. You just see um, blackened wood that's still partially on fire in places. Looking past that into the village, you can see less than a handful of people are almost walking around like dazed and confused. Lots of them are covered in blood. Some of them just seem to be peeking out of their homes. It's a very small village, like um, probably 10 buildings or so here, and one of which is on fire. And Maybe there was an 11th, but it's now uh, in ruins. Okay. Um, I get, don't see any... Um, uh nefarious people i'm guessing maybe i should take another um perception check i'd say out in the streets you don't see anyone nefarious you see like i say say a couple of civilians who look frankly shell-shocked yeah i'm gonna take a look into the um sort of around um and just see if i can see anyone else maybe skulking in the shadows maybe someone who's um or, or an army marching away i don't know so, someone who mm-hmm. might have caused this um so i'm gonna do another perception check i think and see if i can spot anything else uh, 23, that's more like it. Uh, 23, so you cover a few things with that. The main thing you notice in terms of looking for people, you don't see anyone out in the streets, but you, you see some heavy imprints in the mud, which seem to be made by some sort of carriage. And at the other end of the village, the only thing that really stands out to you, you don't see any people particularly, but you do see a barn, a large barn with the door slightly ajar and you see a bunch of blood on the front of the door. On top of that you start hearing someone scream from within the building next to you that's rapidly starting to burn down and the guy is just screaming, starts to scream for help but it seems the other civilians are just too 
like out of it. You're not entirely certain what's happened and how long ago it happened. All right. Um, so uh, first thing I'm going to do is um, send a. I've got I've got one of the sending stones, and Rogar I think has got the other one. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to send him uh, a fire him off a quick um, fantasy text that just mm. says "shits on fire, yo," and um, uh, trying to help some dude put his house out. No enemies I can see. And then I'm gonna gonna sort of emerge and run over to the guy and be like, "Looks like you need an mate." Um, as he sees you approach, he, he doesn't recognize you, obviously, but he seems to be in such a panic. He's like throwing bits of water on this building, and it's barely doing anything. He's like, "Please, please help me, help me! I have to get inside." And he's like trying to beat back some of the flames, but it looks horribly dangerous. What's inside? My poor wife. She's stuck on the upper floor. Don't like burning buildings. Um, so, is there any? Is there a sort of? Does it look like there's a way up I could get to the wind, upper story windows, sort of by clambering up? Maybe some out sort of bits of the building that stick out, or an outbuilding or something I could kind of get onto. Yeah, there's. Um, it wouldn't be too difficult to climb up to the first floor window. Okay, I'm gonna gonna give that a try if I can do that without getting singed. Alright, do me either an athletics or an acrobatics. An eight. Eight. You start to climb up, and then a gout of flame sort of bursts through a crack in the wall, and it just sort of singes your hand, and you drop back to the ground, landing prone. You see the guy just sort of panics and screams, and he's like, he's running back to this small well and trying to get water out of it, and it's just, it's a futile effort for him. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, gonna give it another go then. See if I can see if I can get up again, but, but, but slightly more cautiously, in case another gout of fire comes out. Mm. Okay. Uh, Seventeen. Uh, Seventeen. This time you uh, take your time a little bit more. You dodge out of the way as some of the uh, wood cracks and a bit more flame flickers out in front of you. But you get to the window and you see it's uh, easy enough to kind of push open. It was slightly ajar anyway, and you hear someone scream from inside. As you look through the uh, first floor and in the distance you see a woman kind of trying to put out a a flame on her clothes. So um, her left arm is literally on fire and she's trying desperately to like beat it out. And you see that the door that would have led downstairs, parts of the um, roof have collapsed onto it. So she's kind of stuck up here. So I'm going to shout at the guy with the bucket downstairs to get... um... To, to, to get out below this window and, and wait there and I'm going to pull myself inside the window rush over to her grab her in my cloak trying to stifle the flame as I do so and rush her back towards the window and try and chuck her out of the window to the guy on the ground okay are you just trying to manhandle her out like without speaking to her I'm going to kind of kind of try, I'm doing it very quickly because I don't want the flames to, to overtake us and I'm not a hundred percent enjoying being in another burning building again so soon. I mean, mm. literally, there are still smolders on like and, and burnt patches on my clothing. So yeah, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna try try and get into her and basically just say, I'm gonna try and get you out as I'm kind of smothering her in the cape. Come with me. I'm gonna throw you down to your husband. He's waiting for you at the bottom. Okay. So I'll 
you could either roll a athletics or a persuasion to get it to come along with you. Either you're sort of wrapping the cloak around her and basically hurrying her out while you're saying that, or you're literally trying to convince her to come with you and jump out the window. I'm, I'm probably going to go with a more athletic route, I think. Um, okay. Tommy, Tommy's not great at persuading people at the best of times, so a more forceful persuasion is a good idea. So a 20. 20. She is kind of like flailing around, like trying to get the uh, flames off her arm, and you notice that her hand is quite badly burnt at this point, but you do manage to wrap the cloak around her, and just before she can even really react to suddenly seeing a person in this room, the two of you just leap out of the window, and um, I'm assuming you're going to try cushion her fall and like direct her towards her husband. Pretty much, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of almost, almost chucking her out the window towards her husband, um, mm. so she kind of lands on him to cushion the fall a little bit, and I'm kind of aiming to, to sort of hit the ground and roll when I do so. Okay. So yeah, you take five points of bludgeoning damage and you land sort of prone, but you see that she's caught by her husband. And though he's kind of still screaming and in shock, she is alive. As Are we there uh, yet? Well, I was going to say, as you're patting the flames out, Tommy, what's the other rest of the group doing? Um, yeah, having got his message on the Sending Stone, uh, I think we just continue to move up. I'm guessing me are we running here. or are we just going I was to say, I'm guessing you and me would be moving up a bit a bit more quickly, leaving Emmerich and the other guardsmen to uh, you know keep an eye on the uh the, the villagers, so to speak. Yeah, I guess. Or should we take Jeff with us? Well, I don't want to leave them really short handed. That's true. How many yeah. guardsmen have we got now? Um is it four and Emmerich? Yeah, four and Emmerich. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, they probably need to stay then. Yeah. Alright, um, if we're gonna run ahead. Yeah. Okay, so if you guys are running ahead, you arrive just to see Tommy come flying out of a first floor window with someone like bundled up in his cloak that goes uh, dropping into the awaiting arms of a man below the building as uh, Tommy hits the ground with a bit of a roll but kind of slams his shoulder and uh, he's lying there uh, Slightly aflame, but uh, mostly alive. Dude, what is with you in fire? I don't fucking know. How come everyone keeps getting nearly burnt to death? Well, at least there was someone actually in this fucking building. That's true. So, uh, did you get them out? Uh, I point at the um, the the woman with the burns. Hey, well done, mate. Uh, yeah, thanks. Um, don't know. Just on instinct, I guess. Uh, I'll put my hand out to give Tommy a hand up. Cheers. I'll take it and pull myself up and sort of ro- ro- rotate my shoulder where I landed a bit rough on it. Welcome it, to being it, a hero. What do you mean, welcome? <laughs> <laughs> you always forget that time I carried you out, your seemingly lifeless corpse on my back, as we were as we walked away from probably our biggest defeat up to that point. Being the fact that I was a lifeless corpse at the time, I- I'm just going to look at you blankly. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure if he ever said thank you. Probably should have just left him. Well, I'm sure he'd have turned up anyway. Yeah, <laughs> probably. He generally does. Uh, but thanks for the hand up, mate. Yeah, uh, we might want to find out what the fuck's been going on here. Because I walked in, as I said in the message. Shit's on fire, yo. And, yeah, rest of the village has been burnt to a crisp. There's blood on that barn over there. 
these fucking useless people weren't even helping the woman out. So, not sure they're worth our time. And I've not been equated yet with this gentleman here, whose wife I just saved, but I'm sure he'll be very grateful right now. Should we go talk to him? Sounds like a plan. Well, mate, what's your name? Where'd you come from? (laughs) I think we know that. (laughs) The building that's slowly burning to the ground. (laughs) As you approach Tommy, he literally just jumps up and gives you a massive, like, sort of bear hug. Whoa, take it easy, mate. It's all right. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I don't know what I would have done if she'd have died. I am in your debt, sir. Uh, you didn't have just, to do that. Just doing what needed to be done, really. I mean, you know, as a, um agent of Hobo, I, um, you know, do what needs to be done in this um in this province. You're a good man, sir. You're a good man. Depends who you ask, mate, but I'll take it. Thank you. Anne and I thank you from the depths of our heart. Please, you, you couldn't have come along at a better time. She's still breathing, so that's the main thing, isn't it? Um, although I think all your worldly possessions might have gone up in smoke. So, yeah, sorry about that. I don't think that we can do a lot about that, I'm afraid. He sort of shakes his head and goes, they're just things. We can always get more. Make Mate, more. I tell you what, of all the times in my life, I can fully sympathise with you right now. I know yeah, exactly I... what it's like for your entire life to go up in smoke. He offers his hand towards you and goes, my name's Benjamin. I'm oh, Ben. I'm Tommy. These are my associates and fellow agents, um, Sophia and Rogar. Yeah, don't worry. He's not actually going to eat you, despite the fact that he looks like he will. R- Rogar's like smiling happily and thinking, Anne is such a boring name. Throwing <laughs> <laughs> shade at the DM. Never yeah. good. <laughs> Occasionally, you get a normal name. <laughs> I can't call as Raheem for fuck's sake. Oh, uh, what's what 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 what's that trope again? Uh, yeah, like um, Radagar and Bob. <laughs> when you got all these fantasy names, and then just some dude called like Steve, for example. <laughs> some days you just don't fancy making up a name. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay, so uh, so yeah, I kind of introduce him to the other guys. Um, I'm guessing probably um, the others are starting to get towards here now, the guards and the rest of the villagers. Town's folk, rather. Yeah, they're sort of slowly approaching, um, obviously quite cautiously because the building's still on fire. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to basically... Uh, so Ben, mate, uh, what happened? I'm guessing you didn't just, you know, go to bed with a fag in your mouth or something. He shakes his head and like looks around and goes, it was terrible. They came at us in broad daylight. They didn't care. They they knew we couldn't stop them. It was horrible creatures. They raided our town, took whoever they liked, left some of us for dead. We're basically all that's left. And you kind of look around and you see that there's Benjamin, there's Anne, and then there's like three other civilians you can see, and they all look like they were attacked in some way and have survived more by luck or um, lack of skill on their opponent's part than anything else. They're all like covered in like little cuts and bruises and blood on their clothes. They look horrible. Who came? Who brought the daylight? Gnolls. Horrible Gnolls. creatures. Gnolls. They came from the woods. Like... 
Laughing jackals, they tore through our village, set our buildings on fire, grabbed anyone they could and loaded them into carriages. I didn't think anyone would survive. Um, How many did they take? I, I don't have an exact count, but I'd have said about 10, 15. Ooh. They just loaded, up in, loaded them up into these cage carriages they had with them, dragged them out of the village. Steady on, mate. Listen, um, you take a seat. Uh, and I, I'm going to offer him um, my canteen um, so he can have a, have a little drink uh, before he carries on. He kind of takes it and takes a huge gulp out of it and uh, shakes okay. his hand. He, he, he might um, might cough a little bit after that because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Burns just say it wasn't water. Realized. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's some good shit. That's been a bad day. Well, I mean, I did... Um, did get it from um, from the Varadin council chambers earlier on. He um, looks out over the village again and just goes, "I've never, I've never seen anything like that. They just fell upon us and tore through our people. We had a few, few good men who picked up arms to fight, and they they couldn't do anything. I've never seen such ferocity, such violence for the sake of violence. They." being led by anyone? Was it just gnolls? I mean, they don't strike me as the most organised creatures. Not that I've got a huge amount of experience with them. Uh, well, all of you can roll me a survival. See what you know about gnolls. Oh, actually, more of an... Ooh, that's actually an interesting one for gnolls. I'd say for you, you can either roll me a nature check or a religion check. Mm. Yeah, well... Oh, you know, I'll, do, I'll choose religion if that's the... Uh... Choice. <laughs> I mean, is it's it's six of one, Ooh. half a dozen of the other. Ooh. I went nature. Got in that one. I rolled a twelve. I rolled a five on nature. So yeah, Rogar, you are our expert. <laughs> Come on, Rogar Attenborough. Yeah. So from the oh, nature right. side of things, <laughs> give him a sec. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so from the nature side of things, yeah, you guys don't know much. Gnolls roam around. They're destructive. You've never faced them before. Bit of a shrug. Other than that, you're not really certain how they act or why they act. Rogar with a 12. Um, You don't have any massive insight to gnolls, but what you do know is that they are of a sort of demonic origin. They are related in some way to the demon prince Yinogu. They're like his, for want of a better word, almost like children or offspring. They're hyenas that got transformed into these weird, partially demonic, partially um, animalistic creatures that just destroy in Yinogu's name. Okay, so I'm gonna Yinogu. Okay, so I'll let the guys know that. But then, also, Yinogu, he was the what? When we were, when we were underground and we were fighting them robots. Yep. Th- that power source or whatever, that was Yinogu, was it not? I don't recall. All of the robots you met that were insane and the power source all seemed to... Um, talk about the great slaughter and the butchering in Yinogu's name. Yeah, yeah, they did. So, of course, I'll, I will uh, relay that information. Great. Snakes. 
Whispering Man, this. Knowles. Cool. Cool. Should we just run away? <laughs> just run away. We, I mean, we, we kind of are in a roundabout way. <laughs> uh, you see, um, as you guys are having this discussion, uh, a younger, uh, probably like early teens uh, girl kind of wanders up and she's just wearing a completely blood-stained dress and her face is white as a sheet and she just goes, still here? You're still here? Oh, fuck. Tommy pulls his guns. Yeah, so she walks up to your little group like completely white-faced and weakly points towards the barn and then literally faints right there in the street. Um, I try and catch her? Yeah, sure. I mean, you can reach out and sort of stop her face planting and just sort of yeah. guide her to the ground. She's like, she's unconscious already. She's lost a lot uh, of blood. Uh, ben, do you know her? Um, yes, yes, that's uh, young Jess. Um, please bring, bring her here. I'll, I'll tend to her wounds. I mean, you could slap a heel on her, Sophia. I could, or go see what the fuck this is in the barn. I mean... Yeah, depends how, how, how good you're feeling today. Oh, for fuck's sake, I can't heal everybody. She'll be fine. <laughs> Might need my spells for what's in the fucking barn. Okay. Twat. <laughs> so, so is, that, is that where the blood was? What do you mean? Um, Tommy said there was some blood. Ah, uh, yeah, the barn door. Yeah, the yeah. barn door is covered in blood. Mm. Okay, well, I'll head over to the barn door and give it a bit of a... Give him a bit of a sniff and see if I can... I don't know if I'd be able to figure out where it's moving on to. I guess she says they're still here. Well, that was that was what she kind of hinted at I'm, um, as she collapsed. I'm going to take a, take a perception check around us and see if I can see anything, knowing what I'm looking for now. Um, sure. Are you guys approaching the barn, then? Are you going up to it? Yeah, I will, yeah. Cautiously. Definitely. I'm not being cautious. Uh, a 24. 24, okay. So Rogar clumps over to the barn and as you get close you see like at the door where it's slightly ajar there is literally a little pool of blood where something has been trickling out of the room and you can't see too far in because it's one of those ones where the doors open and then there's like a wall and then you go round into the main bit of the barn you assume it probably opens on the other side as well to let like carriages in and things like that can i boot the door open yeah you can do yeah rogar's booting the door open oh so much um, yourself well, yeah, I mean, Tommy with Frogger. Yeah. I mean, Tommy with a 24, you do hear movement inside as Rogar boots the door open. You hear two high pitched kind of cackles, and I'm going to roll initiative. Oh. Just had to boot the door, didn't you, dude? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty cool breach and clear entrance. I mean, Tommy's got guns out, and. Yeah. You know, we are. If Sophia, I'm it... guessing, you're, guessing your bow's drawn, and we're basically just going to boot the door in and hmm. immediately unleash hell. Whoa! All Ooh, our initiatives nice. are amazing. Uh, hang on, hang on. I haven't rolled yet. <laughs> A twenty. Fuck no yeah! Way. <laughs> <laughs> We're on fire for once in our fucking lives. <laughs> <laughs> means Ooh, yeah. nothing, but still. Well, they got a six. Yeah, it just means that we've kind of got the drop on them here. So me kicking the door in is gonna be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It would have been less cool if they 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 got higher on the initiative and just attacked us immediately. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the way it's worked out has been good. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta roll the dice. 
Hey, you do. Okay, so ooh, we have some uh, interesting initiatives then. Sophia at 23, Rogar at 20, though actually Tommy would go before you because he's quicker, because he also got a 20. And we have a Knowles picking up with a 16 and a 6. So, top of the round, Sophia. Rogar boots the door in so you can kind of see inside where there's got um, a little bit of planking in the way. And then what are you going to do? Are you rushing straight in? Yeah, is there anything? Is is it literally just the wall at the moment? No. Yeah, the, you're gonna have to move yeah. in to see them. Right. Okay. I signal. Is that so? There's two entrances. Go left and go right. There's one entrance on this side and one on the other side of the barn. Okay. So well, um. I'd say the barn's probably about 40, 50 feet long. Um, and since we've made noise, there's no point in trying to get the back entrance as well. So yeah, let's move in. Go go go! Two two two. Okay, so you, Sophia, you kind of run straight past Rogar, take your movement and come round the bit of wall that was blocking your sight. And as you get into the room, your feet splashing through the little pools of blood that have been left, you're the first person to see what's been going on inside the barn. You see, staked to the floor, two flayed men and one flayed woman. All around them have been scratched the symbol of a triple-headed flail just on the walls, on the floor. They've carved it into everything. The floor itself is little more than a pool of blood. They have wiped blood and viscera and internal gore and other unspeakable things all over the walls. They have turned this place into just a pit of horror. And you see two of these creatures. One of them is kind of this like stringy looking humanoid hyena with this um, just rabid looking maw. He's got like paws for feet and claw hands and he's carrying this big spear. The other looks kind of similar. You can tell he's also a knoll, but he looks a bit bigger, a bit burlier and tougher. And he's carrying um, no weapons. He just seems to have incredibly sharp claws and he's as soon as he sees you, he lets out this cackle, and you see these rows of razor-sharp teeth. So, Sophia, what do you do? Okay, so how far am I away from the big bastard? About 20 feet from him. Okay. Am I blocking the way by being in the no. entrance? Okay, right, nah, so they, they the guys can walk me. Yeah. Okay, so I'll just shoot at the big bastard then. Okay, take a shot. Come on! Fucking hell. 27? And that 20? Not twenty. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a hit. <laughs> <laughs> You'd hope so. With a uh, nine radiant damage with an extra three. Whoop whoop. Okay. And then I'll hit him again because I'm feeling pumped. Same spot. Hopefully. Ooh, ten and twelve. I guess I was just a bit too um overzealous. You wanna stick any extra dice on that? Nope. Okay. So the first one hits him square in the chest, and as it does, he kind of drops down almost all fours, or just completely feral. And as he does so, your second arrow goes where you were aiming a second ago, but now he's just no longer there and just flies over his head. Okay, Sophia, it's your turn. Yeah. Tommy. All right. I guess I'm going to burst in following Sophia. Because all I want to do is bang, 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 and a click. Ting, take your money. Right. <laughs> so, uh... Seems like a good idea. I will, and seeing as we, I think we established last time that I could 
stow my guns and draw my swords in the same turn. Because uh, I think actually, so with your flourish yes. thing. Yeah. So um, so yeah, it makes sense to go in guns blazing. So, um, scatter gun it is. <laughs> Let's bring it home. Take blast, out the old broomstick. Blast the two of them with the scatter gun. Okay, roll me some to hits. Uh, a 26 and 19 piercing damage. Nice. Okay, and on the second one? Um, I assume that first one was on the big guy. Uh, yeah, and 11 damage on the second. Nope, it's a natural one on the second. Is that? Am I rolling to hit again? Because surely... I believe so. I'm always never quite certain how the scattergun works, but I think you do roll to hit everyone in the cone. Right, okay. So... So it has two chances to to fail. So even though I've hit the first guy, it's also that's a good point. I'm not sure because it does not say. Otherwise, which one do I take as your um, miss? Uh, the one um, Sophia fired at. Attack is made against each creature within a 30-foot cone. If they're adjacent to you, they actually take double damage. Yeah, I would say. Sounds like every hit has a chance to potentially jam it. Okay. Fair enough. We'll, so we'll, 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 yeah, we'll take it as that then. That's fine. Um, okay, so it's, but you... it's jammed anyway. So I'll, I'll use my um, bonus action to switch to the last rights, free flourish okay. and all that, and take a pot of shots at yeah the same dude. Let's let's pump all the all the damage into that one dude. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and yeah, why not? Let's use a grit point. Oh, twelve. Ugh. Push. Unfortunately, your skeleton jams and that just throws you off as you try to follow up with the last rites and just shoot wild. Okay, well, 19 damage is still reasonable. So it's not bad. Not, 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 not the best first round Tommy's had for a while, but, you know, seems like we all do one good hit and then shit afterwards. So, Rogar, break the cycle. Actually, is it um, R4 next? Go on me? Or does he go on his own? Uh, you normally roll for him, but I'll say right now he goes on your okay. turn. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so R four is gonna barrel in and stab this one here. Is that the one we were shooting at? Is that the big? No, the the other one's the larger one. Okay. Well, he's he's, he's gonna get into, get into combat with the, with the one here anyway. Okay. And um, in fact, he is going to use his. Exploding gunpowder spear attack. Ah, breaking that for one ten, out the first for round. a ten-foot cube. Okay, that'll get both okay. of them. Yep. So, I think he makes it the two-handed attack. Uh, a ten. Oh, come on, R four. So you don't swing to hit with that one. Do I not? Oh, sorry. Oh, my bad. Wait. How did I? You write make this? a single melee attack, which detonates the gunpowder. Ah, yes. Oh. So you so do I'm... need to hit to set it off. Yeah, okay, right. Do I need to? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same thing, though, isn't it? Although it's weird because it's a it's an explosion. But mm. I guess if I miss the swing, it doesn't. Does it go off still, or do, can I still try I and use it? I would say it doesn't waste it if it doesn't hit anything. I think that's kind no, of okay, the balance. Okay, fine. Then. That. So, so he, he takes a wild swing, but yeah, he was uh, he was a little bit disorientated. Didn't <laughs> quite do it justice. So it goes squarely over the gnoll's head. So never mind. Come on, rogues. Yeah, uh, as I've just kicked the door in, I'm going to run past you. <laughs> and everyone <laughs> ran past me, I'm just kind of like, <sighs> couldn't even wait your turn. 
<laughs> and uh, I'm gonna sprint in and um, I'm gonna attack the one that R4 isn't attacking. Makes sense. Um, yeah, so I'll uh, take a swing with a 28 and I can reroll one of those damage dice. So a 28 and 12 damage. Okay, you bring Eclipse around and give him a nasty cut right across his uh, chest. He's just bleeding out all this like black and red blood just pouring down onto the floor, mixing with the uh, viscera and entrails of these people whose lives they've just snuffed out. And uh, as I take a, a second swing out him, I'm going to say, oh, nice decoration, dickhead. And, uh, <laughs> and you know what? Slot it. I'm going to use... Uh... Oh, wait. Is it the same day? Yes, it is. Damn it. <laughs> and I'll miss because I was too busy talking yeah. trash. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? We, we've all come in here, except R4, and done one cracking first hit and then fucked up everything else. <laughs> first hits golden, everything else rubbish. <laughs> now it is my uh, Noel Fang of Vinogos turn. He's going to make some attacks. First Yay. up, he is going to try bite Rogar's face off as he kind of leaps up towards you with his uh, jaw open. Well, what's left of it anyway? 19. 19. Uh, I'll parry it. Okay, you can use your parry. Yes. As he leaps up towards you, you kind of raise Eclipse and like block these nasty-looking sharp fangs from sinking into your face. And, uh, he goes at you with the claws. 18. Misses. 17. It's a shame. It is, because I'm a heavily armored boy. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy thinks to himself, I wonder if Rogar could teach me how to parry. Ooh. Feels quite useful. Yeah, it's it is pretty useful. It took me a while to learn it, but I'm sure I can teach you. We've got we've we've if if we if we carry on towards our estate, we've got quite a lot of walking ahead of us. So <laughs> true. Few few evenings around the campfire. I mean, I'm sure you'll enjoy it because you get to slap me about a bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's his turn done. So it's time for my uh, regular Noel, and he's just gonna stab at. Hmm. All right, he's going to move around a little bit and stab at Sophia. Why? Wait, no. Ah, uh, his spear is in reach. That sucks. Never mind, then. Take that back. He's just going to stab R4. Oh. Oh. Unfortunately, he's overexcited and just, like, stabbing wildly as the blood's flying up everywhere, and he just misses completely. Oh, well. So him, him and R4 are having a kind of um, <laughs> dubbing the air contest. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia, show them what you got. Pretty Roo. Um, what should I do? Um, don't feel like wasting any arrows. I might go and help flank the one that um, R4 is 1v1 winning with my sword. Sword? Sword. Sword. Cool ass sword. Final death. Whip that. Well, I'm dropping gently. My bow, whipping out my uh, sword. So you, you got six seconds. You spend four seconds carefully laying your bow down. Yes, yes. Yeah. So if I miss now, then that justifies it. Okay. <laughs> With advantage, I attack. Twenty-five and eight. Ooh, twenty-five and eight. He is far too distracted, just flailing ineffectively at uh, R four. That you just sneak around behind him 
get underneath his crappy little shield and stab him in the side. He's not a fiend or undead, is he? Nope. Ah, bugger. Right, second attack. Still with advantage. Ah, yeah! 19 and 7. 19 also hits. So, a couple of good hits there. Boop, boop. He I'm is happy. bleeding badly, but it almost seems to spur him on. He is going, like, completely blood-crazed from being so heavily wounded. I hope that um, R4 takes him out. And, uh, Tommy, you're up. Okay, I'm going to move up and then come round on my way around. I'm in a flank with Rogar at, at the uh, Fang of Yigith. Yigus one? Yinagu, sorry. Yinagu, that's the way That's the way to say it. Um, mm. I'm going to come round to the big bastard and yeah, I'm going to try and lop his head off. Um, actually, no, it's a rapier, so probably more like poke him in the face with it a few times. <laughs> Take his eye out, maybe. <laughs> Um, yep, so uh, with advantage, uh, a 23 and 9, plus I get sneak attack damage on top of that. You do. Well, don't I? Um, which is a. I've forgotten. I think for you, just 1d6? I think it is. What's, yeah. your, what's base sneak attack for a rogue? Is it 1d6 or 2d6? Uh, it's um, 1d6. 1d6, yep. Yeah. Uh, right, so yep, just a regular straight up d6 on top of that. Tasty, another five points of damage. Not bad. You uh, deftly poke at this uh, feral creature that's just trying to tear into Rogar with everything he's got as Rogar's kind of like holding Eclipse up defensively. You just poke him straight through the back. Cool. <laughs> and I'm going to give him another poke behind as well. Uh, and, <laughs> and 18 <laughs> with 12. <laughs> Sorry. Um... That was an 18 with 12 piercing damage, and uh, a d6 on top of that as well, so another 3, so 15 piercing damage on that one, assuming an 18 hits. Um, you only get sneak attack once per turn. Oh, there's one per... Uh, sorry, yeah, so just, just the straight 12. Just the straight 12. However, that is enough as you watch as Rogar kind of pushes this thing away from him for a moment. You, you just grab the back of its head and slide the rapier back through its throat as it kind of thrashes around, just trying to swing at any of you, just blood gushing from the wound. It slowly crumples to the ground, almost like twitching in a mad frenzy that it was. But it is dead. Eee. Um, okay, so I'm going to come in onto the side of the other one, and with my bonus action, I'm just going to take a swing with Elements Wrath, which is currently doing lightning damage again still. Mm-hmm. So, strips a normal attack this time. Uh, a 20 and 8 points of lightning damage. As this one watches his uh, leader drop to the ground, it almost just leaps directly at you, Tom. You barely need to swing Elements Wrath as you kind of bring it out, and it almost just impales itself on the sword. You watch as the lightning kind of courses through its uh, flesh and sets all its fur on edge for a moment, as it's just like laughing maniacally in your face. You get covered in like slobber and blood as it's just trying to get close enough to bite at your throat, and it just collapses onto you. But it is also dead. Ugh. Well, someone got like a, out. Someone got a hanky or anything? Need to wipe some gnoll off me. So, uh, two more bodies are added to the uh, little barn of horrors, as you uh, are now all getting to see just what horrifying 
work these two creatures were up to. You see the three flayed bodies staked to the ground before you, and the blood and viscera and gore just all over this place. I'm going to kind of pull up um, my neckerchief to cover my nose to stop the smell, and look around and be like, Crimson Tongue been here? Mm, have a check on the symbols that we saw. It's all right? Uh, yeah, do me a religion check. Oh my god. So many religion checks recently, dude. Hmm. 17. 17. Uh, you recognize the uh, triple uh, flail as the symbol of Yinogu. Okay. Definitely him, then. Gonna uh, sort of, I say with a 17, I mean, this sort of scene is almost common around creatures that follow Yinogu, who is just this demon of bloodlust and destruction. I'm going to kind of take take a quick look around and above us and stuff and just make sure there's no others in the barn. I'm pretty confident there aren't, but the last last yeah. thing I want to do is get jumped. So, Definitely um, a good idea to check. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just going to kind of, you know, with, with, the, with the mask up to kind of cover my, cover my face from, from the, the stench and just kind of poking through um, using my sort of uh, my rapier just to kind of poke around a little bit just just look up into the, look up around there's nothing above us look around in these the corpses and stuff just to see if i can basically just having a bit of an investigation around mm-hmm. see if there's anything worth noting apart from gore okay well do me an investigation then if you're hunting for things i guess there would there, you can well, there would be kind of a perception in there as well that i'm looking in above but i'll do the investigation anyway mm-hmm. um, a 12 uh 12 I mean, the bodies are ruined beyond recognition of the, the the two men and the women and the woman. You can barely even make out that they were once human. Um, the null bodies themselves don't seem to be carrying too much. The um, the the smaller one had a just a spear and a, a ratty little shield. The other attacked you just with his uh, teeth and claws. But you do notice something peculiar. There's like a a rolled up bit of parchment on the belt of the larger creature. I'll I'll reach for that to take a look. And as I do, I'm going to kind of say, "R4, be a gent and just go outside and make sure none of the um, traumatized villagers wander into this place." Will you, mate? Right here, sir. <laughs> just 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 because you know they probably don't want to wander in and see this shit um, right now. And meanwhile, I'm just going to um, take a look at this scroll as you're. Uh... You kind of take the scroll and you unravel it, and you realize very quickly that this isn't paper. It's flayed skin. Oh. So, I'm not your daddy. <laughs> oh, no. Is it, like, crackling to you, dude? Yes. Oh. It's, we, 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 are, we are kind of stood in Rogar's wet dream right now. Yeah. <laughs> and... As you open it up, you see it is being used as paper, though, because there is a crude drawing on it that seems to display markings of what you think might be some sort of camp. You see tents have been kind of roughly marked on the flesh, and you see um, a river running alongside it. And strangely, with the river, they've like marked it in little ways, like it's um, little points of light almost on it which is a bit peculiar as you're looking at it tommy the larger creature its eyes open for a brief second and he kind of claws 
out towards you, like grabbing onto your leg, digging his claws in for a second, just as you start to like, back away, and he just goes, Beroth will eat you, little man. And then the light goes out in his eyes completely, and it just flops dead to the floor. I'm going to cut its head off. Because I don't want that to happen again. <laughs> Tommy's going to kind of kick at it and be like, "I've been threatened by scarier things than you, mate." Um, and then, um, and then, like, I'm going to kind of explain what I've just seen on the scroll. It's like some kind of um, map to their camp, maybe. Um, do me, oh, Rogar. First thing you notice as you cut this thing's head off, do you see this little bit of red sheen to its eyes before it goes out, and you realize that perhaps this creature. Was slightly more demonic than most gnolls would be. Okay. That's possibly how it was able to uh, take so much more damage than the other gnoll. It was something a bit special. Right. Um, okay. I'd say, um, do me a... Hmm, do me a... Um, say maybe a nature check or a history check, looking at the, uh, at the parchment. Me. Um... Much of a muchness. Let's go history. I've not been good at nature today. Uh, an eight. <laughs> Looking at it, it, yeah, I mean, it looks like maybe it's their camp, but it doesn't really mean a lot to you. I'm kind of going to offer it to the others. Um, um, would we get the same checks or? I'd say Rogar, you wouldn't really know. Sophia might though, so I'd give you. Uh, you can give me a, a nature or a history. Nature or history. Oh, let's go with history. Nine. Nine. Yeah, slightly <laughs> Um. Yeah. I mean, you don't know a lot. You know, there are a few different rivers that are to the north of here, but which one this is, it's not coming to mind. I might, I might take it out and show it to some of the villagers in a bit and see if it makes any kind of. Yeah, they must. They must have like hunter gatherers or something. Got a survivor yeah. from it. Maybe, maybe, maybe one of one of the survivors kind of knows the area reasonably well. Don't let them touch it, though, eh, mate? No, I mean, normally you tend to scrape the hair off before you use it as vellum, don't you? Well, I w- would I know that? I wouldn't know that. Just leave it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to kind of um, t- tuck it into uh, my bag of holding for now, um, carefully. So, and yeah, so do I, we I, know I, what that thing was? That's not a knoll, is it? Well, it, fuck knows. <laughs> This, this this right here is my full experience of Knolls up close. So, Cookson, could we would we could we take a check to see what it was? Mm. You did kind of fail your nature check earlier to learn. Oh uh, yeah. Knowledge, but having right, seen okay. these, this one a bit up close, I'll give you one last nature check on it. Okay, cool. It's not going to go well anyway, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Crit. <laughs> Suddenly you remembered. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> so twenty-one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 21. 20. Yeah, but nat 20 doesn't mean anything for skill checks. Sad to say. Kind of feels good, though. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> I the... I, it feels good for me, too, because it means you waste upon things that I wanted you <sighs> to know anyway. <laughs> now, um, with a 21 on your nature check, you know, you start to remember a little bit more about gnolls now that you've come into contact with them again. They, there are lots of different types of gnolls. Bigger ones, stronger ones, quicker ones. Um, this one was clearly more demonic than his little friend. Um, the smaller one was more of what you remember of like a standard knoll. That bigger one was a bit more, uh, 
maybe it had a bit more demon's blood in it. Maybe it was chosen for uh, particular acts of butchery that got it uh, raised up in the ranking somehow. You, you're not entirely certain of the how it became uh, a thing, but it's certainly a, a different type of knoll. But it's still a knoll at the end of the day. It's just more demonic than usual. Um, mm. One thing you do know, I will say with a 21, it's a little peculiar now that Tommy's explained what's on the um, picture that a knoll would have at camp. You know them to be very nomadic. They don't really set up shop. Mm. Maybe this isn't a camp for them, but who else or what else would be drawing on flesh? Well, I guess we all have to go and uh, find out. Always working for someone then? Could have been. Is that but a thing they do? I don't think so, mate. Right, well, I don't know really. I don't know what we want to do. Do we want to get involved? I think. Well, it seems like if we're going to, if we're stopping here overnight, there's a chance these things will come back. True. No, this this seems like a very small party to send to a to a village like this. Maybe there'll be more. I mean, you know that there were more. They just already left. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to um, I'm going to go show them show the map to um, Ben, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Benjamin. Yep. Yeah. Um, going to go show the map to him and see if he's got any ideas. Uh, fucking, just what we need, eh? Looking forward to a nice warm bed and a few pints um mind as as you guys are walking out of the barn um sophia you spot tommy has in his hand a a weird item covered in cloth pointing down towards the blood he doesn't even seem to notice he's holding it tommy what have you got in your hand i'll put the map away love i look down i'll look down and you see the item that was given to you by the small child saying that it was a gift from Lorik. There's something, it's almost being drawn to the blood. Until you look at it, you don't realise it's in your hand. You didn't even feel the weight of it. It just conjure itself to you? Let me take it out. I mean, you didn't actually look at it. No, it was the um, letter opener type ceremonial dagger, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Uh, Do you want to be experimenting with this shit? Or should we just take it away from it? I'm going to just try and draw my hand away from it and see what happens. Um, how do you mean? So it's in your hand at the moment. Are you putting it down? So, so, so you, you say it seems to be drawn to the blood. Is it kind of... Yeah, it's, like it's, it's, it's in your hand and it's pointing directly down at the blood. So if I try and, like, try and like move it away to kind of put it back into the bag of holding, what, what, does it resist? You feel a slight tug, but it doesn't stop you. Almost a bit like a little bit of magnetic attraction, almost. All right. You in control of it, mate? Yes, I think so. But there's definitely something pulling it towards this blood. Um, I'm going to see if I can just place it on the floor. Okay. Okay. So you put it... the... Yeah. So you put on the, the dagger on the floor. Okay. You, uh, do you unwrap it from the cloth? Yeah, I will do. Um, so oh, it... actually... Wild but idea. I... Why don't you put some string around it? <laughs> well, I'm just wondering if it touches the blood, what's going to happen? Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, if it starts moving towards the blood, that's one thing to know. But for it to touch the blood and then do something. Yeah, okay. Uh, good idea. I'll, I'll kind of tie, tie my rope around it quite tightly. So it uh, can't... Not, not, not around the blade, around the hilt. So it can't get away from you. Yeah, so it can't touch the blood. 
and I'm going to place it down. So you're placing it away from the blood with rope on it and seeing if it moves towards the blood. Is that what Basically, you're doing? yeah, yeah. Okay. So you set up your little um, experiment. Yeah. And as soon as you let go of it, it starts to slowly move towards the blood. Okay, like I'm gonna on. gonna gonna sharply tug on the rope and bring it back and put it back in my hand and put it back in the bag of holding for now. And that feels like a problem that can be dealt with perhaps in the morning. <laughs> hey, boy. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about what happens when this ceremonial dagger touches the blood. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like something we want to encounter just now. No. But I do kind of want to know what happens. Really? Is, it all, is, it, is it all blood? Or is it just that specific blood? Is it because of the symbols there or not? I don't know. Do it. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you say you say that, and that that's where the, the the dagger goes into the blood, and some kind of greater demon just appears, and we've all got to fight it in a barn. <laughs> you didn't want to fight a snake earlier. <laughs> it was it, no, I didn't. I, I didn't want to fight Yig. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there's a difference. <laughs> oh. Uh. Yeah, it feel, feels like something that I do need to investigate. Maybe I'm going to like cut my finger in a bit and see if oh. the blood goes towards that, if the dagger goes towards that. I mean, um, was it Beth or Jenny? Anyway, the girl, she had a load of blood on her. One drop to her and point a dagger at her and see if it <laughs> <laughs> flies out of my hand of its own accord and stabs her. <laughs> oh, that's just brutal. I mean, actually, yeah, I, I will do, but I'll keep very strong hold of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's 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 wander out for now, unless anybody else has got wants to do anything else in here for the time I being. Mean, um, can I just get a bit of cloth and cover up those bodies? Uh, the human ones. Yes, obviously. Do you want to eat anything, Rogar? No, he does not. We're going it, to cover up the bodies. It's a little, it's a little bit fresh for me. Okay, no. fair enough. Uh, as I as I pull out a Migo arm and start chewing on the end of it. <laughs> I don't know what that is, so I don't care. Is it just like a, a giant insectal arm kind of thing? It's kind of like that, but also part fungus. Ah, <laughs> cool. Rogar kind of tastes like eating a salad. <laughs> yeah, as I say, it, it, it's like veg to me. I was going to say, but but Bunko doesn't like mushrooms. <laughs> Rogar's gone vegan. <laughs> Nico only diet. Jesus, that'd be a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, Sophia. I mean, if you want to get a cloth to cover these people, I mean, you're gonna have to. You you could go outside, speak to one of the civilians who's trying to get themselves together, and they can hand yeah. you some uh, sheets to go back in. Because it's them. not a nice sight, is it? To be honest. Probably going to have to no. try and bury them at some point, but it's going to be pretty, pretty brutal work. Maybe it's something that we can get the guards to help with because they might be a little bit more. Um... Yeah, it's just I don't yeah. want someone to walk in here and just yeah, no, automatically s- see that shit. Smart move. Um, we don't. We yeah, don't want to deal trying with to be, trying to be good right now, aren't I? Yeah, we don't want to deal with people freaking out completely. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you might want to go and check on the health of that the little girl as well. Yes, yes, Tommy. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not being Tommy, I'm being Matt here. I'm just, just, just kind of, you know. Great woman of the people, Sophia. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to head over to, to Ben, uh, Benjamin, and see if he can um, 
enlighten me perhaps on whether this is the map of the area and if it is whereabouts this camp might be uh when you head over to ben you see it's ben annie sorry ben Anne, jess who was the little girl and uh two other civilians have come over they seem to basically be all that's left here they're all sort of sat in a, a little circle just talking to each other mostly to pass time and not think about what just happened so uh as you approach i mean ben makes eye contact with you there's so what did you see uh yeah the the little girl was right there turns out they hadn't all left and they made a bit of a mess inside that barn down there so i wouldn't recommend any of you lot wandering there right now especially the state you're in no offense Ben nods, and Jess has woken up, you see, and she's kind of clinging to Anne, who's doing her best to kind of comfort her despite being in a great deal of pain herself. And the little girl kind of nods, like, fervently and goes, You were making things. You were making things in there. I didn't want to watch, but I couldn't run till it was too late. What kind of things were they making? So a big creature. Part of it was like a horse with iron feet and a tail that ended in a blade. It was it was strange. Its upper body was like a human but armored with horns and spikes. It left it left with the carriages. Which which way did they go? Uh Ben kinda of points over towards where you saw the carriage tracks earlier, leading out of the um the sort of north exit of the village where the road kind of continues on and he goes i think they went that way um i'm not sure if they'll stuck to the road but where they left i'm gonna kind of crouch down gently next to the little girl jess i'm gonna say yeah what's your name love jess jess i'm i'm tom um you don't have to worry about those knolls in there me and my friends we took care of them they won't be coming out to hurt anyone anymore ever again now look, I need you, and I know it's really awful, and I know it's horrible to think back on that when you were in there, but just look, is there anything else you can remember that might help me and my friends go and sort these knolls out? They said something about meeting with others. It's what the big thing was off to do. And they said, they said a name a few times. They said, I think his name was Volrath. All the gnolls seemed afraid of him. They said his name a few times, but I couldn't really make out the rest. They don't... Most of them don't speak our language. But that sounded like a name. What? Is there anything else at all? Anything else at all? She sort of shakes her head and kind of like buries it into Anne's dress. All right, Jess, you've, you've been an absolute diamond, love. You've done... You've been really, really brave. You've told us what we needed to do, so thank you so much. Look, and tell me takes a second and he thinks what the fuck has he got on him that he could give to a little girl and he dips into the bag of holding and he brings out um a leather plumed helmet a guard captain's helmet (laughs) (laughs) here love put this on this is a helmet of a brave guard captain and it'll protect you she doesn't quite know how to react but she does like sort of take it and kind of puts it on her head and almost like hides her face with it a little bit. But she seems happy with it, at least happy as she can be. Uh, Rogar kind of inches over to Tommy and is like, psst, and has a handful of tail meat. 
<laughs> I'm just 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 gonna just gonna kind of wave him away gently. <laughs> just like not 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 the moment. <laughs> but, gonna... but 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 I appreciate the gesture, <laughs> and I'm sure she does too. In a kind of just yeah, <laughs> yeah thanks, Rogar, but but no thanks. I'm, I'm um, leaning over to Rogar and be like, "Where the fuck did he learn how to talk to kids?" <laughs> I've. I don't know. Tell me. We're <laughs> <laughs> just just munching away, just offering. Food. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, let's let's just say Tommy's had an interesting past, um, having to comfort orphans of people he has in fact murdered. Um, oh, lovely! <laughs> sometimes and sometimes, you know, just general orphans, waifs, and strays of the street. Uh, and generally, armor is always a good shout with kids. Um, so I'm kind of going to, I'm going to say, sort of nod to to Ben to kind of come away from the others for a second because I don't really want to whip out this whatever this part of the person's flayed skin is with this map drawn on in front of just everybody. Mm. Um, and I'm going to be like, one of the um, nulls in there had this on them. Do you recognize any of the landmarks? As you kind of pull it out and, and reveal it, and he realizes what it is, you see he kind of tries to swallow down a bit of bile before he uh, looks back at it and gives it a proper review and goes, um, it's crude, but if I was to take a guess, that river, well, maybe they were trying to draw the shimmering river. See these little points here? It's like they're trying to make it look like it glows. Yeah sense whereabouts is that it's about well let's see by foot probably about four days from here kind of i kind of get him to orientate me him um, north south east west yeah can it can you can you mark a point on my map so I can, yeah, where we yeah, are yeah. <laughs> yeah i'd say from here it's um almost due north everybody wants us to well cookson just wants us to go north Let's just we're, keep we're, going we're, north. We're kind of heading in that direction anyway. We're... Well, he does say the the way the knolls went isn't necessarily due north. So when he says due north, he points directly to like where the barn and then past that would be. The knolls followed the road. So whether they're going other places first, perhaps, you don't know. They're kind of going more like northwesterly. Hmm. So oh. uh, thanks for that, Ben. Look, I'm going to have a chat with my colleagues here. Um, is are the rest of our party turned up now with Emmerich and the, the guards? Yeah, and you can see that they, the guards and Emmerich are trying to talk to the people and kind of introduce themselves. And they're kind of in a bit of an awkward situation because obviously these people have just been horribly attacked and showing up with like 30-something mouths to feed isn't exactly what they needed right now. <laughs> um, so they're kind of saying like, look, we, we can help where we can, but... Uh, we don't expect you to put us up or anything. We can make camp or just try help repair your city a little bit while we're uh, your village a little bit while we're here. I mean, yeah, take I'll... turns um, watching out while people sleep. I'm going to kind of gather gather Rogar, who's chowing down on some more tail meat, uh, Sophia and Emmerich, just away from everybody else, just to kind of run down what Ben told me, fill Emmerich in on what we've done so far since we got here, and yeah the situation basically right so do we want to are we going after these things then well they're, they're kind of kind of going to be in the direction roughly we're going anyway so there's a good chance we might run into them even if we don't true 
then if we we could try and avoid them. I mean, I don't fancy taking the old bloody village and all the um, all the civvies from the city with us, though. Okay, we've got a couple of options. We bring the people with us. I'm saying, right. like, because it's trashed here. They could want to stay, you know, it's where they live, all the rest of it. Um, or be, I don't know, maybe they might want to be able to help. I'm not sure how many men or fighters there are, not to be sexist. And, um, or we could dump the survivors from the city here as well. Maybe they could make a go of it. They'd maybe be safe. Well, I doubt. Oh, so Emery kind of looks over the people and goes, well, if we want to bring all these people with us, what we really need is some carriages and some horses that would make the trip to this land that you own uh, a lot quicker. True. We need to stop walking everywhere. Very true. And where do we hear about some carriages? Oh, I was hoping we might be able to at least pick up a few horses here. But And he kind of looks over to a small stable and you just see dead horses in there and he's like unfortunately our knoll friends haven't left as many options in this place is there a town nearby another town if if we can wait until morning i can uh, i don't i assume i can generate more steep more than just one steed at a time i don't think you can actually i'm pretty certain it's just one well there you go i can get one horse (laughs) plus you would need if you're talking like a horse for everyone that's like 30 something horses that's why you recommended a, like a carriage or a wagon or something, so you can carry multiple people with just like two horses or one horse. Okay, how so many? How many creatures can you get? <laughs> turn the barn. In, turn the barn into a carriage, and demon horse can pull it. <laughs> demon Shire horse. Oh, we need a montage of us all trying to trying to build this together and realizing that none of us have carpentry skills. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's there trying to nail two balls together and shoots the bots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, went straight through. Uh, R- R- Rogar's carpentry is about like his medicine. So he's just trying <laughs> to jam two bits of wood together without anything to attach them. <laughs> <laughs> trying to scare them into joining each other. <laughs> <laughs> Roll I mean, intimidate on the wood. I got one more thing from my bag of tricks, and I don't know. They could ride a black bear or a giant hyena or a giant weasel or a tiger, but probably not the ape or the baboon or the jackal. Maybe the jackal. So, so logically, if you want to take these people with us, it'd be a good idea to go in, fuck up these gnolls, to you know. Get all their shit, find out what the fuck they're up to, and take the carriages that they've been using. Yeah. Well, as I say, I don't really fancy herding the caravan through the trees looking for the gnolls when they could stage an ambush, descend on us, kill all our civvies. Well, we've still got our dicks in our hands, so... Emmerich um, thinks for a little bit and goes, if we wanted to try purchase some horses and carriages... I think the only place I know is due west from here. There's a town a bit larger than this one. They uh, might be able to sell us a few things if they haven't also been hit. How far is it? Oh, I'd say maybe a day's travel if we're quick. We're yeah. gonna get. We're gonna have to get get everyone down for the night anyway. Well, why don't we leave them here? 
go get the carriages, then come back? No, that's going to take too much. Day there, day back. Yeah. Yeah, day there, day back, and then... If we have horses, it'll be quicker to get back, though. Yeah, There's true. So yeah. if they've been hit again. Well, um... And surely we'd be quicker getting... Why don't, why don't Tommy and Sophia go to get the the horses and carriages and myself, Emmerich, and the the city guard will stay and make sure that the people are okay tonight. You know what I mean? And and, and while you're gone. Because you get because you guys and our four will be able to move through the woods quicker without me slowing you down. And more mm-hmm. stealthy potentially. Exactly. Yeah. Um, although R4 is not exactly a stealthy boy either. Um, Does he roll with disadvantage? <laughs> don't think so. He uh, then he's more... A, yeah. He does also doesn't have a great um, stealth roll, I don't think. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, you, 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 we'll, we'll take R4 with us. We can always leave him behind a little bit if mm. stealth. But do we need to rest first? Because it's been a long-ass day. It's up to you guys. I mean, the faster you go, the faster you're back. But... Do you I, need... don't, I don't know. I don't know what you guys are like. I don't need to rest. But... I'm I'm pretty much all right. Yeah, I'm fine. Only just... only that only that little bit of fall damage that I took. I'm just I mean, mourning my. Yeah. It's getting late now, so I mean, you guys can try push through the night, but eventually you'll start taking exhaustion if you don't rest up. How much would we have to rest? Are you talking that we'd need a full rest, like eight hours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you need a long rest eventually. Well, let's let's all take a rest, and then we'll. We'll take we'll take turns on watch then, and then me and Sophia will break out in the morning. We'll Rogue go early. Are, yeah, rogues, you and um, you and Emmerich can, and the guards can start forming a perimeter properly. Maybe um, get some shelter for the people. Try and find some food, etc. While we're gone, sound good? Sounds good to me. What yeah. do you think, Rogar? Sorry, I, I totally caught out me and missed it. Oh, uh, I just said well. Because because we're going to say you know we're going to get start getting exhausted if we try and go now. Uh, yeah. We'll all take a we'll all take a rest uh, in the me and Sophia leave early in the morning. Obviously, we'll take turns watch, keeping watch tonight. Yeah, me and Sophia leave in the morning. You start setting out a perimeter, maybe try and do a bit of hunting with um, the guards and Emmerich. Sort yep. of um, set it up, make some um, make some sort of simple defenses and stuff just in case. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then then obviously as soon as we're back, we'll. Um, yeah, we'll hopefully be back with some horses and carriages and we can start moving. Okay, yeah, sounds like a plan to me. Yeah. All uh, right. How much do you think horses and carriages would be? Or should we just steal them? No, wait a minute, that's old Sophia. <laughs> Not <laughs> old Tommy. And we are we are officially agents <laughs> of the city. So, of the dead city. Yeah, well, I'll just, I'll just flash our paperwork. <laughs> what, that says we're landowners? No, I, t- I took the um, took the minutes of the meeting where, where, it, where it was broadly agreed that <laughs> Hobo exists, goddammit. That, 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 that our agency would exist. And even better, whilst it was broadly agreed, the outline of what we actually do was left unchecked. So <laughs> <laughs> we have carte blanche. <laughs> <laughs> We rock up your take your shit and we leave. <laughs> Federal right. agent of Varadin. They don't know Varadin's covered by a dome. 
Say, yeah, it's going to take a while for news to travel this far, surely. Yeah, especially as no one can leave the dome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be traders probably turning up and going like, why is the city blue? <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> well, if you guys are resting, um, these people can certainly put you up for the night, if that's the plan, and then set out in the morning. Yeah, I think so. I think we'll um, we'll kind of schedule a rotor um, of watches so we've always got someone, because annoyingly, my weapon of warning never materialized. So we'll, we'll all take a um, we'll take a watch just so that we don't get jumped. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. good idea. Okay, cool. So night falls and you all take your watches and start going to sleep. It is a peaceful evening. The gnolls do not return. But Rogar, as your watch is ending and you're going to sleep, you start to dream. Yeah, of course he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get into that one next week. But, uh, oh, congratulations, everyone. You're now level nine. Hey! That was Woo! one hell of a long day. <laughs> that was a long ass day. Yeah. <laughs> when did the day start, technically? Um, when you saw Go the, to the... in the morning, you killed the snake in your bedroom. Oh, uh, yeah. And then we, 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 all, we all sort of sauntered off to go and find out what our reward was going to be. Mm-hmm. It's a bright morning in Varadin. Oh, I really wish we had some proper rewards. Oh, you mean on like a if... fucking massive castle? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's we... not going to help us right now, is it? <laughs> you mean the castle where we're all going to? <laughs> the refuge. <laughs> we don't know what re- like what state that thing's in. I mean, it's cooked <laughs> and it's written this shit. What are you trying to say? <laughs> it's going to be saying... a hovel. I'm saying, no, it's probably a castle, but everything's not what it seems. Yeah, it's not right <laughs> angles. The the corners don't quite meet. <laughs> just, just, the architecture's just designed to slightly piss you off over time. Yeah, the, there are stairs <laughs> that go nowhere. <laughs> it's like that Winchester house that's just continually being, was oh, continually yeah. being worked on all over time as, as the woman eventually uh, slowly went mad. <laughs> well, on that happy note. Thank you for joining us, everyone. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed. And uh, yeah, if you want to uh, check out our Patreon that just launched, it is at uh, patreon.com slash GTMP. You can chat with any of us on Twitter. I am there as at Treason No, and my players are there with their player names and GTMP at the end of it. If you want to uh, check out any sort of lore and background, you can find that on our WordPress website, Gunpowder Treason No Plot, or join our Facebook group, also at Gunpowder Treason No Plot. And I will hand you over to my co-hosts to say their own little goodbyes. As usual, if you've enjoyed hearing my voice as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on the Lost Art of Podcasting and the Lost Art of Wrestling podcast. They're available on all good podcast providers, and you can follow them on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast and at LOW Podcast. And maybe one day, I'll be in the Red Car Cafe on Red Car Business Estate in Preston, Lancashire, the UK. Takeaway is only available at the minute. And if you want to hear more from me, I'm afraid, as always, you can't. But um, our good friend Kurt Van Helsing has a little few more facts about um, Tommy for you all. Hey, everybody. Kurt Van Helsing again here. And yeah, um, interestingly, having just listened to that episode, I do have a song called Null Lover, which will be available for our next Big Boy Patreon subscriber. Uh, That Tommy, yeah, uh, turns out. Hawkins isn't actually Tommy's surname. It refers to the fact that he's the son 
or kin of a prostitute or whore. No, it fucking doesn't. You just made that up, you little shit. Oi, less of the little horson. <laughs> Tommy Horson. <laughs> it just makes me think of Witcher saying that. <laughs> the go-to insult for everyone. <laughs> exactly. That's because part part of what made me think of it actually. I was like, yeah, it's Hawkins, yeah. Horson, actually, yeah, kin. Hmm. L is for Lich. They are almost universally evil forms of undead spellcaster of great power, usually a wizard, but also possibly a sorcerer or cleric. Liches are feared by mortal beings for their malign magic, their intelligence and willfulness to embrace undeath for a chance to live forever, or rather exist forever. And I now realise that Cookson used my G for Knowles, so might stop this soon. (laughs) <laughs> yep there's other G's <laughs> I said G for null and, and now in this episode there are null so need to stop giving you shit <laughs> it makes you feel better nulls have been planned for a long time okay <laughs> insight check you uh, great so this, this, this isn't just a little encounter then now Huh? <laughs> <laughs> when have you ever known me to do just a little encounter? That's, that's what true. she said. Yeah, I mean that's that's a, that's a compliment, I think. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm okay with that. Okay, that didn't go down the way I wanted it to go down. <laughs> Sad face. Oh. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed, everyone, and we will see you all next week. Goodbye. See ya. Wait. Bye. Well, hello there. I'm Dr. Evil, and my minions and I were wondering something. Are you evil? Does it bring you great satisfaction when you see somebody trip? Do you frequently plot the demise of those that have wronged you? Do you associate more with pop culture villains than you do cliche heroes? Does just looking at a do-gooder make you go, ugh? Are you looking for a podcast featuring other like-minded villains who speak about any and all things evil? You answered yes to any of these questions, and I have something very, very special for you. A Necessary Evil Podcast, part of the Necropodicon Network. We eat, drink, and sleep villainy. Our podcast has everything from villainous plots to tips and advice on how to become a better villain. So come on over. We'll leave the door unlocked. And I might not even booby trap it this time. <laughs> Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects that you heard within this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so make sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.